0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of the Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage, your host, Brian S. Arnold.
1: All right, and we are in the building today on a Labor Day. We still still got work to do. We still have work to do because you are the project and we want to put authority to your name so you can sell more of what you're great at and have my new friend here, Colin Thompson, from our, across the way here with me today. He's in the morning. I'm in the evening. We're still doing it big today. So <laughs> how are you doing today, Colin?
2: Hey, Brian. Uh, good good evening. Good morning to you. I'm I'm doing great.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So Colin is here today to show us how to build a successful and sustainable life coaching business. Is that correct, sir?
2: That is correct. It's a um, like a never-ending, uh, goal, never-ending thing, but it is very possible.
1: All right, all right. So let's see if he can do that for us today. But Bef- before we get started, please let us know who you are personally and then professionally.
2: Oh, that's great. Personally, I'm I'm Colin Thompson. I am a, I think I'm first. I'm a husband. Uh, second, I'm a father. Or maybe it's backwards. First, my father. <laughs> <a> um, <laughs> I, have, I have a one-year-old boy. Uh, who was born here in Shanghai last year? Uh, nice. My wife is all, also from, she's from Hong Kong. We've been married about three years now. I am a Canadian, I'm a double immigrant, actually. My, well, my personal double immigrants immigrated from Jamaica to Canada and then Canada okay. to the US. So I am a Canadian citizen. Uh, I moved to the US back in the early 80s. So I grew up in the US. Uh, I went to um, Howard University where I studied information systems. I uh, also returned there years later to get my MBA. In supply chain management and electronic business, so you can say I'm sort of a um, uh, an IT nerd. I love blockchain. Okay. I love coaching. I came to China in 2008 uh, with IBM, uh, which is one of the, one of the best ways to get uh, abroad to get international work is to go with a company, Cause as you know, they support your move over there for a while. So mm. uh, one of the best ways, That in education, if you're doing a study abroad program, some of the best ways to get. Abroad. So I came across the pond, so to speak, to China with IBM in 2008. And in 2017, 18, I started my own coaching slash training business. And like I said, it's been a very exciting journey since 2018.
1: I love it. I didn't know you were from Jamaica. My wife is from Jamaica, my friend.
2: Ah, uh, So you're eating yeah. some good food. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Actually, today
1: I did. So awesome. Awesome. That's good to know. Um, so let's let's start with, with, with your most current project that you're working on. What are you currently working on right now, your, your current project?
2: Interestingly, right now I'm doing a lot of diversity, diversity and inclusion training, which is not something that I figured that I would be doing. Uh, one of the things that I noticed this year or as a as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to take opportunities as they come. And this is 2020. And this year, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of disruption because of COVID-19, especially mm-hmm. in China where it, where it first hit. One of the things that this has led to is a lot of online learning, a lot of online coaching. But in China, it's also led to the fact that a lot of uh, trainers, a lot of educators could not return to China, could not come to China. We have a lot of multinational national companies here, a lot of um, MBA programs here who have instructors, have trainers that typically come into China and provide training. Now they can't come here. So here in China, there was a big demand for coaches, coaching executives. There's a big demand for trainers. So as any uh, as any entrepreneur, as any business owner, while keeping your eyes open and you know, saying to somebody, what kind of uh, needs do you have? I'll be right back. I got that in my in my book. Go out, get trained up, learn, mm-hmm. come back, and provide that service. So mm-hmm. this year, first six months, were really a lot of coaching and really a lot of COVID coaching. I'll tell you what that means later. A lot yeah. of COVID, coaching. and now that in China at least, COVID is not the big thing. The fact that people cannot come to China it, it, it developed a hole for training teachers. So now we're doing. I'm doing a lot more training.
1: I love it. I love it. So tell us, tell, go back into what you were saying about, um, oh, what was it? What was it? Not COVID training. What was it? What was the first thing you said? Oh COVID Say it again.
2: COVID coaching.
1: Not COVID coaching, but the other, other, the um, the, the first thing that you said about pivoting to pivoting. Um, diversity, diversity. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, so diversity, a lot of diversity and inclusion, and it's interesting because this has nothing to do with COVID. Okay, this has one hundred percent to do with a trend that's taking place globally, where organizations are saying we need to address this. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Brian. It's not so much that more uh, organizations are feeling they have they have responsibility. I want to say they're doing it because they have responsibility but really they're doing it because it's sort of like a trend in the U S you have a lot of organizations who have to meet certain requirements by law. So my law says, you know, you have to have, you know, a action or something companies had to do, they had to be compliant. Okay. okay. Now companies are saying, well, look, if I have an employee who complains, I must address that because my employee may go on Twitter, may go on Facebook and blow yeah. us up. They may say, look, <laughs> I broke the alarm, nobody did anything, and a company just gets bad press. So what a lot of companies are doing now, they're saying, okay, let's get ahead of this. Let's have some diversity training. Let's have some inclusion training because we want to be able to go out and say, hey, we just trained our team up and we're being conscious. Again, it's not so much they're doing it because they have to. They're doing it because they're trying, they're trying to uh, uh, follow the trend, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know another company I, I was talking to um trying to interact with the last last couple, couple of weeks who's saying they're overloaded with 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 um with work regarding the same the same space. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up. So if people are who are in that space really should be looking into organizations cuz they're reaching out to a lot of different people to get training cuz they don't know how to train themselves on that.
0: Right. <laughs> so they, they're
1: looking they're looking for outside sources to help them you know, with, with, with the organizations, right?
2: They're doing that, and it's interesting because, um, as I mentioned, a lot of companies are really doing, are doing training, and training is one thing. But let's be honest. Training doesn't bring change. Yeah. Training just makes people aware of if what, the, what is diversity, what are the benefits an organization can get from being, being diverse. But it's not saying, as an organization, we now have programs in place to be more diverse. We have programs in place to be more inclusive. So training is just saying, hey, you know what? We're making people aware of what's taking place, but it's not what I would call really concrete steps. But let me the pay is good, right? The pay is good. And (laughs) and the people who are training, they really generally want to learn about this. And in China it's different because because, you know when we think about diversity training, we think about two things typically, race and gender. In China, race is typically not an issue. Because ninety five percent of people here are Chinese, ninety eight percent. So it's really okay. more of other things. Where are you from? Where you went to university? It's more at that level, but it's not necessarily that race. More level. like,
1: more like classism kind of thing. over there, Yes, right? yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into because I know I, I know we dealt into a lot of that because uh, I, I think it's a big topic because I think if people, I think. People who are listening to this show or otherwise really need to figure out what's trending. And like I said, I'm glad, I'm glad we dived into that because that's trending. Politics is trending. If you have any type of desire to work in that space, you really should dive into it because because I think it's in demand, right? So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people are like, if you like politics. They try it out, you know. Say, you know, your word now in politics can be can be huge. You know, your voice could be, you know, be a source for for people who really want to know your opinion. So, that's not, that's not another whole thing right there. But let's get into this thing about sustainable, successful, and sustainable life coaching business. Now, you talked about, and I know we didn't say it here, but you talked about. Balancing your business side with your coaching side. Explain that for us.
2: So this is a phenomenon that takes place with a lot of coaches. And I'm quite sure it may be the same thing in other industries. But I'll explain to you as a coach. A lot of individuals get into coaching because they have a passion for helping people. As you know, with life coaching, life coaching is really a a relationship between a coach and a client where we help the client go from where they are to where they want to go to. And typically yeah. where they want to go to is in some way improving their life. And as you know, Brian, the odds are if you improve your life, the lives of the people who are around you improve also, especially your family. It's yeah. sort of contagious. It's so, sort of contagious. Now, again, so a lot of people say, "You know what? I like this coaching thing. I want to go into coaching. Let me go get trained, let me get certified, let me do everything I can to do what to help people." When I sit down with clients or I coach a group, I want to be able to instantly give them value add. I want to instantly help them. So a lot of coaches end up taking at least a six month program to get certified. After they get certified, they then hit a wall. The <laughs> wall that a lot of times we don't realize that it's a business. So as much as you get trained on how to be a good coach, you also have to get trained on how to run a business. And that's where it gets challenging. And the main challenge that coaches have, uh, especially in the first year or so, is how do you not just get fresh new clients, but how do you sustain? How do you make sure you're always getting new clients, always getting new clients? Right. I mean, if you have a contract a corporate, you always have to get new clients. So a lot of times our coaches, are, you know, if I think back to the class I graduated with as far as my coaching certification, half if not more, are no longer coaching. That's just three years ago. Are no longer coaching. And a primary reason is they didn't, they don't know how to sustain the business, how to run a business. They know how to coach, but yeah. they don't know how to run a business. And I always say, you know what? It's a shame that a lot of good coaches have given up coaching because they don't know about marketing. Right. So we have to really, again, you have to really learn different aspects of how to run a business. I say the business side is just as important as the coaching side.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's the big question. <laughs> the big divide is that, you know, it's sort of like you, you, you build this store and that's it. You just think people, people are going to come, but mm-hmm. you have to really know how to promote and get customers in the door. Yeah. So, do you have, and that's that's really that's really like my 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 second question because we're talking about balancing the business side. A lot of the coaches don't really have a business because it's nothing to balance, you know. know, they they can, they can coach, but there is no business because they have no clients. So, can you yeah. tell us? Can you tell us how to get clients, please?
2: Well, that is, gosh, man, that's like. Well, I can tell you how to try to get clients, right? I can okay. tell you how to get. Because, okay. you know, if if we knew how to get clients, then there'd be no concern. Right. Right. It would, it would be consistent. Um, so I think how I go about getting clients, there's 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 the old fashioned networking, the old fashioned way. And I think it starts from one of the a lot of coaches uh, get their certification or when they're first starting out, they have two fears. Right. The first fear is. How do I determine what hourly rate to charge? Because right now you may not think you're worth that, that high hourly rate. Right. The second one is how do, you, how do you answer the question about what to do for a living? Because and to me, when you get that question, that is your first opportunity to go into marketing. So I'll tell you what I mean by that. So if I'm at, a, at, at, at an event and somebody is asking me, hey, you know, so what, what do you do for a living? boom. Okay. Here's my chance. Here's my chance to potentially get a client, right? To me, everybody I talk to can be a client because everybody I know, everybody I don't know, everybody can benefit from being a coach, excuse me, from being coached. And I truly believe that, which means that I'm always thinking about how to share what I'm doing, how to get people uh, curious about what coaching is. So I start with that first question. So Let's do let's do a role play. So let's say you and I are at a are at an event, and you ask me um, what I do for a living.
1: All right, all right. What do you do for a living, Colin? I'm a coach. Okay, what do you, who do you coach though? I mean, coach a, like a like a basketball coach? You know, that would you No, I coach life. I coach people through life, man. Okay, so what is So you're one of those life coaches then.
2: Right. So great question. Because people usually say, "But well, when I say I coach life, they say, really, what is that? So I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Have you ever had a, a goal, a dream or a desire that you try to achieve, you try to get, but for some reason you have not been able to get it or you don't know how to achieve it? Have you ever had that, that experience? Yeah,
1: absolutely. A lot of times. <laughs>
2: a lot of times, right. What, what has, if you think about it, what's prevented you from, from going forward to achieving your dream or your goal?
1: I think the biggest thing is that life comes at you fast and you need to pay the bills. So you go back to your normal routine of getting a job.
2: Getting a job, right. And that happens to so many people. Well, what, what coaching does, you know, if you were to work with a coach, we first, first of all, identify what your goal is, and talk about what's preventing you from achieving it, and how can we get past those blockers, get past those obstacles, and really get you going forward. So I enter into that conversation from that initial, from that, uh, into conversation from that first time, uh, sharing what I do. And typically, when you say to somebody, you know, what's your dream goal desires, they always share something, and then you say, Hey, that's very interesting. How would you like to have a, a long conversation? and see if we can work together. And, you know, you tell somebody, you know, I'll give you a free hour, free hour and a half. They usually say, hey, that's, that's sure. Let's do that. We have a conversation. And then from there, you go to how can you help them? And you show them how coaching will benefit them. And hopefully when they hear the cost, right, hear the price, they'll say, you know what, me improving myself is worth this investment and I'll go forward. But well, that's the first way. The first way is really sharing with people what coaching is.
1: Awesome. Networking is a big thing, uh, but it's hard to network now that we're in a pandemic. Right? So, well, I mean, There's still ways, but how, how, how have you, because that was one of my questions too, how do you pivot right now in your business? I know you're doing the device diversity, which is a, a, big, a big thing, but how do you pivot now to getting clients online? Well, I would assume this would be online right now. How do you pivot to, to into this space?
2: Yeah, so so let me let me just go back one second, Brian, because sure. I wanna just say one thing. It's, it's interesting though, because as a coach, we have to be very careful not to not to come off as salespeople. Meaning when you go to a cookout, when you go to an event and you're sharing who you are, what you're doing, you don't wanna be that guy who people are thinking who's always trying to sell something, who's always trying to <laughs> be in the corner. Here's what I do. You know, this is not multi-level marketing, right? So you have to make sure that these competitions happen organically, right? And if I see a room full of 13 people, I'm not going to try to talk to all of them and tell them I'm coaching. If it comes up, actually it comes up. It's very, very important because a lot of people feel a certain way about coaches and whatnot. So you want to make sure it happens organically. Now, going to your question about uh, in these times, how do we do that? I'm going to tell you the truth. It's easier now than it okay. was, say, a year ago. And I'll tell you why. Now, being here in China, which was the epicenter of the outbreak, uh, you know, it hit, I would say, the last week of June, say January here of this year. And we had to do a lot of things here in China to really stay safe. Now, luckily, when the government says, here are some recommended protocols to follow, staying inside and doing this people do it there is no pushback people do it 100 so okay. that allowed us to stay safe but a lot of people who I was coaching here in china whether it be face-to-face because they're in shanghai or whether it be out, outside of shanghai and we're doing it via zoom the first thing they said was colin let's pause coaching right now because right now there's a new thing called uh Uh, coronavirus. Back then, it wasn't COVID-19. It was coronavirus. This is new, and we don't know what's going on. So I said, fine, let's stop right now because I also want to make sure my family's safe. That was the last week of June. By mid-February, I was getting a lot of calls from those clients and other people who knew our coach saying, look, um, because of these restrictions, for example, um, staying at home, the home in the last two weeks, Went from being a place where I eat and sleep. I now work there. It's now my kid's gym. It's now my kid's school. It's now the beauty parlor. It's now the recreation center. The home became everything. And a lot of families couldn't cope with that. So you had mm-hmm. some, we talking about some, some, some uh, spouses saying, look, my spouse is driving me crazy. I'm, I'm going to just strangle him or her one day. My yeah. kids are driving me crazy. I can't get to work. So a lot of people contacted me for what we call COVID coaching. How do we get past past? get through this time? So I really had more people reaching out and saying, hey, can you give us some coaching on how to cope during this time? Now I call it COVID coaching, but it was still just life coaching. And I'll tell you what I mean. Again, you know, you're gonna find next year what we call the COVID divorces or current divorces. A lot of families couldn't make it so. But if you look at some 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 families who had relationship struggles, What COVID did, being inside, it just magnified your issues. You already had these issues in your relationship, or you already had um, issues communicating. COVID just made put them on blast, so to speak. So it's not COVID coaching, it's still life coaching. But at the end of the day, more clients came came from that. And the benefit here was, well, I say the benefit now, being in China, a lot of other people reached out to me saying, Colin, you went through this COVID thing. Now, I think it was March April, that's when it started to hit the U.S. March, it started to hit Europe. So people contacted me saying, can you give us some tips on how to keep our family safe and this and that over the over time period? So really, I had more people reaching out to me during that time than I did before. So it's very, very strange. We went from really doing a lot of face-to-face coaching to doing a lot of coaching online, which is, which is fine, which is fine, um, but
1: a lot of coaching online now. So can you tell us how you structure your offers Offer your, as far as, um, and then we we dive in, we spoke a little bit of, about pricing, but how how did you structure, how did you get to the point where you knew how to structure your offer to your clients? Well,
2: yeah, there's several, there's several different ways. And that's one of the toughest things for new coaches to, to identify what is the hourly rate. And really, because when you're, first, when you're first starting out, you may not have as much confidence so you don't feel comfortable charging what you're really, really worth. And also, you know, every coach goes through having that, that complimentary service, excuse me, excuse me, the complimentary uh, session at, yeah. the, at the end when you're talking about, uh, when you're talking about you always must tell the client what your rate is. A lot of coaches will say, yeah, my rate is... Uh, 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 and the confidence <laughs> goes down Right. And, a person feel it. and a person may say, wow, um, I'm not sure I can, I can manage that. Okay, well, if you we can't manage that, well, to a discount, how about this? How this sound? Okay. They'll just lose yeah. all the confidence as opposed to saying, well, here's my rate. Here's my rate. Um, and knowing you're worth it. So one of the things that- You said that perfectly,
1: by the way. I, I, like, I like that. <laughs> That's exactly how one sounds when they're not confident about their offer. Perfect. Right, go, yeah. ahead. All right. yeah. go ahead. So
2: I have I have, I have my rate. And I use the same rate. Well, I use the same rate um, for all of my one-on-one clients. So there's really three rates. There's my one-on-one client rate. There's my group rate from coaching a group. And there, there's the, 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 the rate I do from doing corporate coaching. These are executive coaching, which is typically paid by the company. So it, it's a different rate. But um, one thing that I do now is my, my minimum contract is three months. And I'll tell you why. Really, I found that in order to really help people transform, and there's a lot of transformation taking place, you really have to work with that person for some time. And, you know, I I call it, it takes about three weeks sometimes just to clearly, accurately identify what that person's goal is. Because i tell you, they may say, you know what, my goal is to, my goal is to uh, lose 10 pounds or 15 pounds in the next uh, three months. Okay. I'll dig deeper. I always say, okay, so that you can, so that you can. And they'll say, what do you mean? Well, add, add, so that you can to the end of your goal. My goal is to lose 15 pounds in the next three months so that I can, and, and they'll say so that I can be more attracted to my spouse. Yeah. Okay. So that you can what? So that we can spend more time together. So, you know, so the goal really isn't losing the weight. The goal is to, be more attractive to a spouse and spend more time together. So we then look at how can you achieve that because there may be other things you can do also besides just losing weight. So again, making sure that we have the proper goal identified. And it's important that once you identify the goal, that the client believes the goal. There are so many people who set goals that they don't really know if they can achieve. They think if they work hard and change their, their thought process, they can achieve it. But when you have a goal, you have to believe that you can achieve it, even even if you don't know how to how to right. But you must believe it's possible. So we're, working on those first few weeks just on that goal. That's why I have at least three months because once you identify the goal, we can now talk about steps to go forth. So I do at least three months. I do it from three months to six months to nine months, and I have a few clients who have been coached for over over a year, uh, making uh, reaching multiple goals. But again, my rates are are solid. Um, I, I don't offer, well, I offer, I offer discount based on paying ahead, paying full price, right? So maybe a discount for paying ahead, but I typically don't reduce my rates. Um, uh, and that's one thing as a coach. You have to, you have to be willing to let a client walk away because I'll tell you the truth. When clients do invest financially, they are much into their coaching. They, they are present. They are there. When you do discounts, sometimes you get a discounted discount attention also. <laughs>
1: I love it. Discount, it's a discount on attention. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. I love that. You need to coin that one. Because that's great. Um, so I have one last question for you. you. You, I love the content so far. I have one last question for you before we get out of here. Um, which is, I ask all of this from my guests. And it's simply this. They they hear you now, Colin. They love what you're saying. They love what you're doing. Uh, they They... Appreciate how you're pivoting. They appreciate, you know, how you how you do your structure of, of your of your coaching. They're life coaches. And they 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 hear you right now. And they see see that you're 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 you've been successful so far and they want to go into the same thing, the same space. Can you show them how they can be an authority in this space? Just a few few things of, of what you what you've known.
2: Y- yes, and and for the people out there interested in being a coach, uh, put, put in the work. You have to put mm-hmm. in the work. And I'll give you six, six words. And if you follow these six words, you will make it. There's no doubt you'll make it. Mm-hmm. So write it down, folks listening. Do not stop until you succeed. That's it. Mm-hmm. Do not stop until you succeed. And there's a lot in that short phrase. As, as coaches, and I'm going to talk specifically as coaches, we have a tough time because one, we're coaching based off of our knowledge and how do you get the knowledge and experience. Sometimes the more you coach, the better you are at coaching. Mm-hmm. same time, if you don't have a coach, <clears throat> you might not be building up your skills. Well, if you don't have any any paid clients right now, then what you need to do is barter. And barter is an old-fashioned term. But look, if you know somebody who is good in digital marketing, if you know somebody who's good in marketing or somebody who's good in storytelling, Trade services because mm-hmm. if you think about, it, you're saving money. <clears throat> you're saving money because you're not having to, to do the pay these expenses, and you're getting coaching experience. The number one thing that a coach needs to do is coach, 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 mm-hmm. coach, 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 coach. So one 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 activity that a coach can do is say, for example, I want four new paid clients this week. Okay, this month, <clears throat> this month. Four paid clients. Okay. we hard to do that. If you can't get four paid clients, then you get four pro bono clients. If you get two paid clients, you get two pro bono clients. Meaning, always coaching, always coaching, always coaching. When you're coaching, you're sharpening your skill set. You're yeah. sharpening your skill set. So you need to make sure you're always coaching. You want to get paid, but if you can't get paid, then give back. Offer some coaching to some kids, offer some coaching to somebody, but you always want to coach. That's the best way because what happens is, if you do an effective job coaching, word gets around. People start to contact you. But yeah. even more important than that, you develop the confidence to, to know that you are a worthy coach. And like I tell you, if you have confidence as a coach, people see it. And people want to say, hey, that guy has something. What's he got? And they'll have a conversation with you. And the more you talk about what you're doing, the better you get at talking about what you're doing. Yeah. So. My advice is to really, really focus on making sure you're getting more clients every month, regardless of whether they're paying or not. Now it's a business, so you want to get paid clients, but until you master how to get paid clients, make sure you're getting clients because you don't want to find somebody who have, who, who can who can pay for it, but you can't really articulate what coaching is. And I want to add one more thing. Sure. You know, we're talking today about what it means to be a successful coach. Now, Success might not be tied to money. Success might mean you've helped five people this year reach their goals and improve their lives. That's success. So try not to get tied up into the financial side. Now, if you're not getting paid, then you have a hobby. Okay. So you want to make sure that you're getting paid. So again, improve on how you're, how you're doing your pitch and whatnot, but really focus on to make sure you're always, 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 always coaching. Thank you.
1: I love it, man. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff, man. You you, you took all my questions and, and, and handled it like a pro. Great, great stuff. I hope people who are, because I know there's a lot of, lot of coaches that, that listen to the show. So I hope they get a lot out of that. Just incredible stuff, man. Can you just tell us now how people can get a hold of you after the show?
2: Yeah. So um, the best way to get a hold of me, I've been, in, I've been in China for years. So last December, I sent my first tweet. Which means I don't know anything about tweeting. Okay. <laughs> so I'm tweeting my Instagram. Reach me, my website, O-L-I-G-Y-E.com, O L I G Y E.com, If you go there, you can navigate t- towards how, how to contact me. And the beautiful thing is now with everybody being more attached to their to their uh, devices, you can you can reach out to me and be on a call with me within a week. So okay. we no longer have those those the, the massive degrees of separation now, right? We're very close, we're very close to integrating. So if you're a, if you're a young coach who wants some advice, if you're somebody who's thinking about getting into coaching, or if you need coaching yourself, reach out to me. Let's have a conversation. Let's see how we can improve your life.
1: I love it. Awesome stuff, man! Incredible stuff. Live coaches, get on this. If you haven't, if you didn't see the whole the whole show. Go back and watch this replay or you'll see it or listen to it on the podcast. Maybe we put it into podcast format. Incredible stuff. Do you have anything else that you want to share for us before we get out of here, Colin?
2: Yeah, one last thing. Um, whether you're going after uh, to be a coach, whether you're going back to school for education, no matter what you're doing, I think for me, one of the things that, that I am proud of and I want to inspire other people to do Have a conversation with yourself, especially if you're in the U.S. If you're in the U.S. and you're spending more time at home and you're saying to yourself, what am I really doing? Um, This COVID-19 has made me be more reflective about my life. Are you living a life by design? Meaning, have you sat down and said, you know what? Here's the life I want to have before I'm done in this world. I want to accomplish A, B, and C. Are you taking steps? Because a lot of people end up living a life by default, meaning living a life based on what's happening. Guys, live a life by design. Identify what you want to do. And right now, not when things are finished, right now, start working towards that. And the only thing you have to do is take that first step. Don't worry about the second step. Don't worry about the third step.
1: Mm. Worry about that
2: first step. Take that first step. Yeah. And I guarantee you, you'll start getting closer to living a life that you dream about. That's it.
1: Awesome stuff, and before we get out of here, I, I that's incredible, incredible words there, brother. Incredible words there. Uh, before we get out of here, just also remember to go to authorityletter.com. We're on the final week of this eight-week digital product giveaway. It's been a journey, trust me. <laughs> it's been a journey. <laughs> We're giving away all these, all these things to so you guys. Got a lot of questions and want to know if they won. All this kind of stuff. But we got one last week here. We're giving away a portable Wireless uh, Bluetooth speaker uh, for the last one here. And if you just go to the authorityletter.com, we are up and running right now. You can register and get in and sign up for that. Or you can text us at we are live at 44222 and get on the list there and be a part of it. And of course, um, going forward, we're going to be helping you build your authority platform. This is what is, this is all about, helping every one of you build something great. Um, because you are the project and we want to help you get authority so you can sell better, sell more of what you're great at. And we're going to get out of here because I think your son is telling us it's time to, time to get out of here, right? <laughs> 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 so so let us get out of here. Uh, we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for calling, calling for coming in here. It's been great. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Be blessed.
2: All right. Thank you.
0: And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an uh aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.